Five Republican candidates took the stage last night, making their case to be the next president. And action, Hollywood actors reach a tentative deal with the studios to put an end to the nearly four month strike. The morning rundown starts now. From the Straight Arrow News Studio, bringing the stories that matter to you from across the United States and around the world. This is the Morning Rundown. Today is Thursday, November 9th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. For the third time, Republican candidates for the 2024 presidential election faced off in a primary debate. This time, the field was down to five. From the stage in Miami Wednesday night, the candidates spoke on a variety of issues, from China to funding Israel and Ukraine, and their views on abortion, all while sparring with one another and even criticizing the Republican National Committee after the GOP lost key races the night before. The candidates were also not shy this time around to call out the Republican frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, for not showing up. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said Donald Trump is a lot different than what he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. Tech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy aimed his frustration over the election results at Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the Republican National Committee, calling for her to step down. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. At times throughout the night, Ramaswamy focused his attention on former South Carolina governor and U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who was almost at center stage, a reflection of her standings in the polls. While all candidates declared their support for Israel, Ramaswamy took issue with Haley's foreign policy views. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? Yes, I'd first like to say they're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. Um, well, we got two of you on stage. The second thing so. that I will say is I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. When it came to supporting Ukraine and its war with Russia, the candidates were divided. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said supporting Ukraine is, quote, not a choice, saying it's the price we pay for being leaders of the free world. DeSantis was skeptical of some of the funding sent to Ukraine, saying we need the war to end so the U.S. can focus on border security instead. The presidential hopefuls were also asked about the social media app TikTok owned by the China-based company ByteDance, with Christie saying he'd banned the app in his first week as president. The issue turned personal when Ramaswamy brought up Haley's daughter using the app. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is actually... 
After Ohio residents voted in favor of abortion access Tuesday night, the GOP candidates were asked about their stance on the issue. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott said he'd commit to a 15-week national ban. Haley said no Republican president will be able to find the votes to pass any kind of federal abortion ban. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump held a rally a half hour away during the debate. A senior Trump advisor issued a statement saying the debate was, quote, a complete waste of time and money. Based on polling numbers, as of today, the 2024 presidential election looks like it will be a rematch of 2020 between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. However, on Wednesday, the focus was not on them, but their family members. Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka, took the stand, testifying in her father's $250 million civil fraud trial in New York. The New York Attorney General has accused Trump, his adult sons, and his organization of inflating his net worth on financial statements to banks and insurers in order to gain more favorable loans. Ivanka told prosecutors she was not privy to her father's personal financial statements. When asked specifically by the state lawyer if she had any role in preparing Donald Trump's statements of financial condition, Ivanka replied, not that I'm aware of. Following Ivanka's five-hour testimony, the New York attorney rested her case. The defense is expected to begin theirs on Monday. Meanwhile, the House Oversight Committee investigating President Biden and his connection to his family's foreign business dealings subpoenaed Hunter and James Biden, the president's son and brother, the first time members of the Biden family have been subpoenaed since the impeachment inquiry was opened in September. A representative for Hunter Biden responded, calling it a political stunt, but saying Hunter is eager to have the opportunity in a public forum at the right time to discuss these matters with the committee. The Pentagon has confirmed the U.S. carried out an airstrike on a weapons warehouse in eastern Syria in response to the more than 45 attacks against U.S. troops in the Middle East since the Israel-Hamas war began. The latest escalation coming as a U.S. military drone was shot down near Yemen by Iran-backed Houthi forces Wednesday. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin calling the strike in Syria a self-defense strike. The weapons facility was used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, along with affiliated groups. Two F-15 fighter jets dropped bombs on the target on Wednesday in what Austin called a, quote, precision self-defense strike, adding that the safety of American troops is paramount. Lloyd said in a statement, the president has no higher priority than the safety of U.S. personnel, and he directed today's action to make clear that the United States will defend itself, its personnel, and its interests. Austin warned that the U.S. is prepared to take further action if attacks continue on U.S. troops in the Middle East. After 118 days, the longest Hollywood actor's strike against film and TV studios seems to have come to an end. Late last night, SAG-AFTRA announced a tentative agreement has been reached with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. More details about the agreement will be released Friday after it's reviewed by the SAG-AFTRA National Board. The studios released a statement saying they were pleased to have reached a deal with the Actors Union, saying the agreement gives SAG-AFTRA the largest increase in minimum wages in the last 40 years, a brand new residual for streaming programs, and extensive content and compensation protections in the use of artificial intelligence. SAG-AFTRA, which represents approximately 160,000 actors, told its members the contract is valued over $1 billion. 
The agreement comes about a month after the Writers Guild ratified its own deal with the major studios, ending a 148-day strike. On Wednesday, the Food and Drug Administration approved ZepBound, a new weight loss drug by the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly. It's the latest type 2 diabetes drug designed to control blood sugar that has been found to also help with weight loss. Drugs in this class, like Ozempic and Wagovi, have flown off the shelves recently in the U.S., though Ozempic is still only approved for diabetes. The FDA approved Wagovi for long-term weight management in 2021. According to the FDA, seven 70% of adults in the U.S. are obese or overweight. Obesity can be associated with leading causes of death like heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Earlier this year, Eli Lilly released clinical trial results on ZepBound, showing participants who were either obese or overweight with type 2 diabetes lost up to 15.7% of their body weight over 72 weeks of treatment. The drug is expected to be available after Thanksgiving. Finally this morning, if you have a $2 bill lying around, you may have heard recently it could be worth a lot more than two bucks. U.S. currency auctions say uncirculated $2 bills from 1890 with a brown or red seal could sell for nearly $5,000. According to Heritage Auctions, the largest auction house in the world that deals with currency, a $2 bill from 2003 with a very low serial number sold at auction last summer for $2,400. It then later resold for $4,000. But don't get your hopes up if you do find a $2 bill in your pocket. An expert who works with coins and antiques told the Chicago Sun-Times a $2 bill selling for that type of cash is rare, saying the 2003 bill was in almost perfect condition. In other words, he said most $2 bills are still worth $2. These are your top stories for this Thursday, and many of you are now getting the Morning Rundown newsletter in your inbox each weekday. If you aren't just yet, go to san.com rundown to sign up. Unbiased, straight facts, that's straight arrow news. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.